All right, everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. I am Paul. And I'm Eric. That's right, and we're back here with the second part in our Swamp Thing series that we're doing here. Uh, we're digging into the Alan Moore, uh, Stephen Bissett, uh, John Totalbin uh, run. Also, um, Tatiana Wood uh, on colors, if I'm going to go through the whole creative team already. Um, with uh, John Costanza on the letters. We did the first arc last week for, um, it was like the start of the Alan Moore run where we got like Anatomy Lesson and um, and also our first, uh, the first appearance of Woodrow uh, yeah, and, as a Swamp Thing villain. Yeah. Uh, so this week we're going to be doing issues number 25 through 28 of that run, uh, Saga of the Swamp Thing. And then for the uh, second half of the podcast, we're going to be talking about the sequel to the movie we did last week. Uh, last week we did Wes Craven's uh, Swamp Thing movie, like the B-horror movie. Yep. Uh, so if you haven't uh, heard us listen to that you can go back uh, and see that although the one the movie that we're going to be talking about this week is almost like a soft reboot yeah so really yeah. you don't need to know what really what happened in the last one because it did not matter plus if you're going to pick one of these to watch definitely pick uh the return of swamp yes thing. we'll get into it but I'll, I'll, that'll be the, the spoiler i'll leave you guys with we like that movie yeah no, <laughs> that honestly. is shocking so you'll have to go to that that section of the podcast if you want to see how that happened because oh, we yeah. were not expecting it oh no it was a pleasant surprise yeah we went into that movie going all right how, how, that last one was pretty bad how bad is this one going to be yeah, like that one was bad, and like it had Wes Craven, who was like a pretty well-known horror director. So it's like maybe that could be a saving grace. There's a few good actors and all that, but it just could not be saved. Yeah, and honestly, after watching that movie, I feel like last week I was a little too easy on on that movie. I, I feel like I gave it too much credit because oh, it was definitely. a B movie. Definitely. Whereas when we watched this, I was like, "Wait, being a B movie is no excuse. This does way better at being a B movie than the other one does." Oh, light years. So, better. so I, I, I take back any praise that I had for that <laughs> for that last week. Just I, gonna take a total crap on. I it. am. I am. I'm going back because this this, this movie proved me wrong. Hey, the first one still had Ray Wise, who <laughs> that, is the that greatest. Is true. Uh, so we're going to be getting into it here. Uh, like I said, we're going to be starting at issue uh, 25 here. Uh, I believe I already went through the creative team. Again, Alan Moore, Stephen Bissett, John Totalbin, and Tatiana Wood uh, with John Costanza on the letters. Uh, the letters are actually are pretty – I wanted to call that out especially in the in this run because it's um, – that, that vertigo kind of horror – uh, art style where like the letters are kind of like written uh, anywhere on the page sometimes yeah I, I like that sometimes but yeah this, this way of storytelling yeah the lettering in this i really liked and even just the normal text even it's and you know it's pretty typical for how most font is but like it just has a little bit of extra flair right and, and we don't really talk about the letters probably enough on this podcast but i think that's kind of it's one of those positions where it's like an offensive lineman where like oh, if totally. you don't hear your name called you're doing it right exactly yeah because you can tell a bad letterer <laughs> like yeah, a lot of times like if people don't really know what a letterer does you have to like show them bad lettering and then yep. they'll be like oh like, and I, I feel like, it. yeah, that's kind of your job. Like, it's supposed to be something that just flows with everything. It's exactly. not supposed to. I mean, it can stand out. Like, there are moments when it it's supposed to be front and center, but most of the time it's just supposed to drive everything else. Right. As long as you're, if you're reading everything in the right order and with the right punch, like, yeah. you're, you're doing it right. Because, <laughs> like, some letters will, like, put bubbles in a, in, a, in a way that, like, it makes you read that first. And oh, then definitely. And you'll be confused. you like, what the fuck? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to call that out because we start out this issue with uh, with some narration, um, and the narration is introducing us to uh, Jason Blood, who readers of uh, Etrigan <laughs> will know as Etrigan the Rhyming Demon. Totally not like some kind of supernatural name. Jason oh, Blood. Jason Blood. <laughs> you meet oh. someone named Jason Blood. Uh, checking in, Mr. Jason Blood. <laughs> you see like the streak in his hair and like this yeah. wild eyebrows like, hello. Yeah, he's got red hair with a streak in it. That's not like Carrying ominous. around a Ouija board. Yeah, not <laughs> ominous at all. 
Uh, Etrigan and Jason Blood are both creations of Jack Kirby, actually. That's awesome. Um, yep. So when Jack, oh yeah, because uh, Alan Moore gave a shout out to him at the end of one of these issues. Yep. Yeah. Uh, um, because Jack Kirby had left Marvel Comics after like his falling out with Stanley and Marvel ah. Comics and came over to DC. Okay. Um, and that's when he created like the Fourth World and Dark Side and and Etrigan the Demon. Oh, sick. Okay. Yep. So he, that's why one of the one of the uh, supernatural creations that Alan Moore is going to pull into this book. Awesome. Um, that's one thing we'll see, especially next week in the arc we talk about. Alan Moore is kind of gathering a lot of the uh, characters who are underused, these supernatural kind of weird characters from mm-hmm. just like the niche horror books and pulling them in and kind of making it like a shared, uh, like, I don't want to say it, but Justice League Dark almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, because it is kind of like uh, him teaming up with these characters. It's kind of the first thing I can think of that united these supernatural characters into like, you know, interacting yeah which th- i think is pretty cool yeah and I, I finally got to that issue too i mean we'll talk about it that one next week probably right because but... etrigan shows up again in that one i believe too. yeah oh yeah um, a, so yeah plays we'll be, a pretty big role yeah we'll be introduced to uh to him here um the narration for etrigan is uh and jason blood i actually i love i love jason blood in this run because he's i, I just love how he's like amused by everything <laughs> yeah no he fucking shines in this entire like these few issues yep and like the way he talks to people he's always like super clever <laughs> right. he can, like, he's like predicting like the deaths of terrible people because he knows they're gonna go to hell yeah he's um, like yeah you're gonna get killed by a swordfish later right? <laughs> and then it actually comes up it's like oh there it is yeah the ins- <laughs> insurance salesman comes up to me he's like hey you wanna you need an insurance salesman he's like oh i don't think i'll be needing insurance sales sales from you <laughs> it's like i'll have no use for that card you'll be impaled by a swordfish it's like oh <laughs> uh, what yeah it's usually something you don't want to hear but like just some of the little things he does like there's a part here that i love where it's like at 11:38, he gave 13 dollars to a priest collecting for the mission fund and then laughed for a full minute <laughs> like i just imagine him just cracking himself up yeah like, he definitely... i'm gonna donate to the church <laughs> <laughs> yeah he definitely amuses himself a lot yeah like, yeah, you just took a donation from the demon. <laughs> yeah, and and some of the narration, too, like we talked about here. It's like when he checks into the hotel, the devil checked in at noon. Like, oh, that's yeah. cool. It's like, especially if you don't know who Jason Blood is, you're like, ooh, like, yeah. this guy's kind of fucking cool. Yeah, it's definitely an early hint. Uh, when we get reintroduced to Swamp Thing here, uh, we ended the last arc with him kind of like accepting who he is and, and like, you know, the fact that he's not Alec Holland. Uh, he's just a swamp creature. And now that he's let go of that, like, uh, like his human body, he's kind of gaining more control over his powers and realizing what he can do. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's a part here where he's just chilling underwater, like on like the the uh, um, the swamp floor, just hanging out with the fish. <laughs> and when he comes up, uh, uh, Abby's like, you've been down there for like 30 minutes. Like, do you not have to breathe anymore? And he's like... Uh, no, I, I think I was just breathing out of habit. Like, I, I never realized how much effort it was. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. So, so it's pretty cool just seeing, like, not necessarily him losing his humanity, but he, like, losing his humanity in the most literal sense, mm-hmm. where it's, like, losing his, like, you know, human functions because he was only replicating them. Like, yeah, like, the Woodrow, autonomous functions. Yeah, like, like, Woodrow talked about, he was only doing those things because he thought he was human. He thought he had to. Yeah. But now that he doesn't have to, he's like, oh, that was just for show. <laughs> yeah, the way he puts it, too, it's almost like it was a smoking habit. It's just like, oh, yeah, breathing, it was just a habit. I gave it up. Right. <laughs> it really wasn't worth it looking back on it. <laughs> Waste of money. And uh, Abby in this arc as well, she tells Alec here that um, she's taking a job at like a, a special needs school for for like aut- autistic children, and she's going to be working with them. And um, it seems like there's some uh, one of the kids. It's like a classic horror movie where one of the kids is drawing weird things in like their <laughs> yeah. book. And uh, the the villain of this arc, for for intents and purposes, is going to be this creature called the Monkey King. And the Which Monkey is horrifying. King, yeah, the Monkey King <laughs> great makes for great horror. Oh yeah, I, I love it because um, we'll talk about it. It kind of takes the form of whatever scares you because it feeds on fear it's kind of like uh, pennywise yeah it's like a pennywise about. monkey yeah. yeah definitely um 
And this kid, Paul, great name, um, <laughs> he, he's writing about the Monkey King and everyone thinks he's just, you know, like traumatized. Like he's just drawing these things because like, you know, he, he can't escape it. Yep. Um, and so everyone thinks these drawings are just bullshit. But he's like, no, the Monkey King is real. Like you have to be like afraid. Yeah, because he says that they killed his parents. But the official story is that they died of some kind of like heart attack or stroke or something. But in reality, they had like conjured it with a Ouija board. Yeah. And then, they, like it ma- that manifested it and basically just killed him. Yeah. that The part where the Monkey King like kills his parents is gruesome because like you see it happen to them. Yeah. And like yeah. the mom is just like, what's happening? What's it doing to me? And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. And the art's like vague enough where it's like you can't tell either because the monkey king is just a blur like going all over her face so yeah it's like, oh god what is it doing yeah exactly just, like eating her alive <laughs> and uh and then it cuts to him upstairs just like cowering in his bed and then it's like and he heard everything and then the monkey king like sneaks into his room afterwards and just like licks his hand like a dog yeah it doesn't get in bed with him oh uh, yeah it like it like, curls up on his bed it's yeah. looking for a master is what yep. it says yeah so it's like literally like a, a family dog mm-hmm and Matt Cable, um, I don't know too much about Matt Cable before the Alamore run started, so I don't know what he's like as a person, but in this arc, he is a piece of shit. And I don't know if it's because of Anton Arcane, like, influencing his head, or if Anton Arcane is just fueling the flames for, like, what he already is, which I feel like it's the, the latter. I think he was already kind of a bad person. Well, like, and the way they sum it up later on is, like, he was just weak. Like, he wasn't yeah. inherently bad. He was just weak, and that, that allowed Which made Anton, him selfish. Yeah, yeah, and that allowed Anton to, like, fuel those, like, insecurities and weaknesses to, yeah. like, their extremes. Yeah, that's what I mean, is I, I don't think Anton is making him evil here. I think he just, just gave him a nudge. He's, yeah, he's just being the thing on his shoulder, being like, no, the, the shitty things you feel are okay, and you should yeah. embrace those. Yeah, everyone else is wrong. You're right. Yep, and they've been hinting at Arcane kind of sneaking in in the background, too. Like, that part where Swamp Thing had his first, like, vision in the green. Yeah, like, yeah. He saw Arcane, like, at his meta- uh, metaphorical wedding, like, talking to Matt Cable and, like, you know, chumming it up. Yep. And they didn't think much of it because it was a vision, but that was significant. Yeah, and I think you had mentioned, too, like, they had the one uh, page where it was, like, a, a red, like, centipede eating, like, a different, like, part of the green or whatever, and, yep. like, a vision. Yep. Uh, and so Matt Cable in this part kind of gives Abby shit for, like, the job she's taking because he's like, oh, why are you spending all this time with these kids? I have needs, too. Yeah, and it's like, you got to take care of your husband. Yeah, and she's like, oh, well, fuck you. Like, these kids actually need me. Yeah, like, it's a job, dude. You're yeah. not my job. Um, And then anytime she leaves, that's when, like, Anton sneaks up. You get, like, this really crazy artwork of, like, the room turning turning yellow and just him being surrounded by like these red like demon looking centipede things Mm -hmm. and god the art here is 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 just so fucking good i can't call out the art on this book enough because like i love this full page spread of just swamp thing just like meditating in the swamp just like thinking about like because he's kind of contemplating what his greatest fears are he doesn't know like what the monkey king is yet but it's cool seeing like you already know like oh his greatest fear is like what happened to alec yep um and even later when he fights the monkey king like you don't even see what the monkey king like made him see he just Mm -hmm. says like oh he made me see fire um you know because that that was uh he even says like oh it's something that a friend of something that happened to a friend of mine he yeah, yeah. Even say it happened to him because he's like finally accepting it yeah no that's a really cool part yep and so he gets like another flashback of him like uh, of alec holland i should say like burning alive mm-hmm. it's like the one it's like a really traumatic memory he's stuck with even though it didn't happen t- technically to him and so the uh the monkey king is now kind of in the realm of both what abigail is doing because abigail's working with um with this paul kid at the at the school Mm -hmm. and then jason blood we also see is kind of looking for the same thing he knows that there's some kind of creature that was summoned here like from hell and and his job is to come here and take care of it like no you you come back to the 
you know, like, you got a job to do. You're not supposed to be here, little monkey demon. Yeah. You're supposed to be torturing people in hell. Get back to work. So, like, I'm a, he knows that this thing was conjured from hell with a Ouija board, right? That's why he was asking that dude in the beginning about, yes. like, how many people buy these. Yes, exactly, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he's basically doing, like, uh, supernatural detective yeah, work here. Yeah, exactly. He, he's on the case because he knows, like, something's happening here that's not supposed to. Mm-hmm. That's what makes Etrigan kind of like, uh, like, he's not a villain, certainly. Like, he's he's very much like an anti-hero. Yeah. Because so, it's, it's kind of like Etrigan and Jason Blood. He, he talks about it later. They, they're taking from each other. Yeah. Um. So Etrigan does become a little more human, and Jason Blood becomes a little more demonic. Yeah, that was one of the coolest parts in that later on in like the hell issue because uh, like all the demons even give a shit about it they're like oh look at Etrigan like having uh, sympathy for humans yep. and like yeah like it's a really cool dynamic yeah I, I, lo- I love Etrigan um, but yeah Jason Blood kind of tips uh, Abigail off to uh, to what's happening and like the danger that might be that might be coming and I think Swamp Thing kind of feels it too like in the green because he immediately takes her and like no we gotta go like we gotta help them now yeah he had like felt something that something was off for sure yeah and so they literally like run to the school like in the middle of the night when they get there it's it's too late because we've been we've been seeing scenes of because the monkey king is essentially going to the uh to paul and saying uh not saying but so like basically the narration tells us that it wants orders mm-hmm. you know it, it's it's a dog seeking a master yep um so when when paul just cowers in fear from it and d- refuses to give it orders uh like it just it, it just does whatever it does and just goes into different rooms like you know torturing kids and like feeding on their fear yeah it just gets agitated and goes into autopilot which is just scare the shit out of people yep and, and then <laughs> swallow their fear like a milkshake yep. yep and so now all the kids are seeing the monkey king and so the people at the school are like what the fuck is happening <laughs> yeah like this is not normal like how they how are they having these like shared experiences um but the the monkey king going through to each of these kids rooms is actually like a really great like horror page oh yeah it shows what each of them fears but it doesn't show too much of it it's like one panel for each kid yeah the one about the the cancer monster too yeah where it's like her brother had died of cancer but like they never really explained what cancer was so like her personification of it is just like this red ball with like tendrils coming off of it yeah because it's like her mother like you know kept you know making her scared of cancer but never bothered to explain what it was so yeah. now it's just made it even scarier in her head. <laughs> yeah it just makes it its own mythology its own like yeah cancer monster <laughs> yeah so, so yeah th- th- this is some great horror shit that's why i think like that concept of like a creature feeding off fear and like turning into what you like are scared of that's such a great horror concept oh yeah because then it, it's like so versatile um but then when uh, we finally get our first appearance of etrigan himself he shows up to save the day like what when they're uh cause swamp thing and abby are already there the monkey king is already there yeah so, his entrance is awesome yep and uh, <laughs> god they, they draw the shit out of, of etrigan too he looks so good here and uh the rhyming. I'm so happy that he kept... Some people, when they write Etrigan, they don't do the rhyming, and I think they're fucking cowards. That Yeah, that's a huge fucking flaw. The, yeah. the rhyming makes the character so much better. Right. I mean, the one thing that is hard is, like, sometimes I'll go, I have to read it, like, twice to try to figure out, like, what the cadence of it should be. Oh, totally. Uh, and, like, I'll, yeah, you'll have to go back a couple lines because like, fucked Which up. words rhymed? Oh, I see. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, it would work so much better, like, hearing it, I think. Like, oh, definitely. Reading, lo- reading it out loud, probably. Yeah, God, that page of him just like smashing through the window and jumping in—that's so—that's such good art. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll post that one on Twitter. Um, but then Matt Cable, this whole time, uh, Abby had stormed off like in the middle of the night because he asked, she asked Matt for help. She was like, "Like we got to go help these kids," and he was like, "Ah, fuck them! Like who gives a shit?" Yeah, let them die. Yeah, he's being an <laughs> asshole. Um, and so she uh, she just stormed off. She's like, "Fuck it, I'll go by myself. Like I'll, I'll ask Alec for help." Mm. And he's like, "Oh, like he's like started feeling bad at the last second. He's like, "Oh, at least take the car. Like be safe. It's nighttime." And she like swatted it out of his hand she's like go fuck yourself I'll, t- yep. I'll, I'll walk myself which was a mistake yep and then so um 
to later on when he's feeling guilty and he's like drunk off his ass. Yeah, he's already pretty deep in. Yeah, and so uh, he's like, "Oh, I gotta go help her. Like, I gotta be the good guy finally." Like, <laughs> like he, he has guilt. He has guilt here, but he's making an equally bad decision. It's like, yeah, it's like, dude, pick your moments. Yeah, <laughs> like, this is not it. <laughs> yeah, walk after her. That would be brave. Yeah, yeah. or like call someone for a ride. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, take a cab <laughs> to go rescue her. Yeah. Uh, but no, he goes and grabs the keys because he's a classic narcissist asshole. Yeah. One cool thing in the background, because he has the uh, arcade in his head, what's on TV is uh, a documentary called Wild Kingdom, Our Insect Allies. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is going to be a little foreshadowing here. <laughs> That's a cool little Easter egg. Yep. And because uh, immediately, I mean, this was, we knew this was coming. He's driving, takes a turn too fast and crashes his car. Cause he's yeah, because of course it's there. raining too. Yep. And so he's... Well, look, he's pretty much close to dead here. He, he, we see him upside down, like hanging in his car. Yeah. And when, um, uh, when he's sitting there, that's why I wanted to call out the insect allies uh, Easter egg there, because a fly sw- uh, flies by him and starts talking to him, and he freaks out. He's like, "This can't be real. I'm hallucinating. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm losing blood. Uh, this isn't real." Yeah, you're definitely low on blood. Yeah, and and Arcane is speaking through this fly, and I, I like the um the way he talks here, because he's like, "Oh, uh, well, I can see I've alarmed you. Feel feel free to scream if you want to. No one will hear you, and I'll still be here when you're done." Like, <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, like, that's terrifying. Yeah, no one's coming to help you. Because um, he, basically, he basically tells Matt here, he's like, uh, well, do you want to, like, you don't want to die, right? Like, you can live. It's pretty easy. I can tell you how to do it. Yep. Uh, all you have to do, there's just going to be one quick, unpleasant part. You're not going to like it. But after that, smooth sailing. You'll be fine, buddy. You'll drive on out of here. Yeah, this doesn't sound at all like a demon's bargain. Nope, not at all. <laughs> and uh, he's like, fine, whatever it takes. Like, I don't want to die here. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Arcane, speaking through the fly, is like, all right, open wide, and crawls <laughs> into his throat. Yeah, he's like, this This is the kind of rough part. <laughs> yeah. And we don't know exactly what happens to him, but we see him just driving along. Yeah. So some, he's fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Presumably. Yeah, and no side effects. No, there's no repercussions. <laughs> So Matt crashes his car. I mean, neither one of our characters know what's happening because they're in their own shit right now. Uh, Like we said, the uh, Etrigan had jumped into the building and is attacking the Monkey King. And God, them doing battle is is crazy looking because the Monkey King keeps trying to to change form when trying to fight Etrigan. But there's nothing he can turn into that's going to scare a demon. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because I'm pretty sure Etrigan is like a higher rank of demon than whatever this Monkey King is. Mm -hmm. So the Monkey King is just like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I mean, there's never one canon thing, but the whole hierarchy of like tears and hell is so convoluted yeah like with the whole orders of demons and there's so much um I, I like the line too because when etrigan shows up uh etrigan like throws the monkey king like through through like outside like through the wall and they start like having a battle and swamp thing's about to go after them and abby's like um but what about you like th- there's two monsters now and he's like there's three monsters run like, that's such a good line <laughs> right i'm one of the monsters now baby he's even kind of got like a slight like grin on his face he's like there's three yeah <laughs> I, I like that that's badass yeah because I, I think etrigan's plan here is to use the kid to kind of get rid of the monkey king like kind of like sacrifice the kid almost yeah um and swamp thing is not having that he actually comes in and him and etrigan have a, a fight and um and the, the, there's like a couple pages that I like between this battle between Swamp Thing and Etrigan. Like uh, Swamp Thing like picks up a tree and just like wallops him. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good baseball bat. Yep. And then like Etrigan rips off Swamp Thing's arm, and Swamp Thing just looks down and he's like, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> he picks up the arm, puts it back into his body, and then punches Etrigan with the same arm. It's so cool. So yeah, I was like, dude, you didn't think that was one of the first things I'd learn? Yeah. And like that that page of like that action has no dialogue, so it's just like you just see Swamp Thing like lose the arm. <laughs> <laughs> Look down, put it on, bam, <laughs> yeah, left great, hook. It's a great sequence. Because, yeah, I think Etrigan realizes that the only thing that's keeping the Monkey King here is, like, 
Paul's belief in him or his yes, fear in him. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So so the um the Monkey King now now that Etrigan's out of the way comes up to Paul again and he's like, no, like you you are afraid of me, like you know, I, like you're my master and like I need you to be afraid of me, like that's what makes me exist. Yep. And he keeps trying to turn into different things that are gonna scare him. But Paul Paul has an awesome moment here. No, oh, yeah. He, he stands up. And he's like, I'm not afraid of you. Like you're you're nothing. Like it, without fear, you're nothing, and you have no power over me. And he's like, you're not even scary. Like, you know, uh, you're not even as scary as a mouse. You're not even as scary as a bug. And as he <laughs> keeps like, saying little kittens this, are scarier than you. Yep. And he's like, no, no, they're not scary. They're cute. <laughs> My go. And like literally the Monkey King just keeps shrinking and shrinking as people stop being afraid of him. He just stops. Uh, he gets tiny and tiny uh, enough to Etchigan just grabs him. And he's like, well, I guess I can just do this now. Nope. Yeah. It just pops him in like some little popcorn demon. <laughs> yep. He's like, yummy. <laughs> Swamp Thing actually takes Paul out into the swamps, just kind of like give him a moment to relax before he goes back. Mm. And I like this interaction they have here. Um, uh, I, I think I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, but it, with some context now, uh, he takes Paul out into the into the swamp, and Paul's asking him, "Were you scared when the Monkey King jumped on you? Like, what did you see? Because we didn't see the battle between those two; it was yep. off screen." And and uh, Alex says, "I saw fire." I once knew someone who died by fire, so that's what I mean. He does. He talks about Alec as someone else. Yeah, like finally, and uh, and and he asks him like, were, "Were you afraid? Like, were you afraid of the Monkey King?" And he's like, "Yes, a little." And he's like, "Well, I guess that's good. I mean, that makes me feel better. If monsters get scared sometimes, then well, it's not so bad, is it?" Yeah, totally. And yeah, Swamp I love Thing's that like, part. "Well, I guess not. It's not <laughs> so bad." Oh, I love that shit. God damn it. Yeah, it's a great moment. Yeah, for a horror book, this this fucking Swamp Thing can be so wholesome. I love him. Oh, definitely. Um, but before Etrigan leaves, he does give Abby a warning. I think because he's not like he's he's not quite a good guy, but there's mm-hmm. enough of a good in there for him to be like, I have this one little thing I could tell you. Yeah, like you should maybe beware of your family. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Well, what do you mean by that? What? Because there was <laughs> yeah. actually a part earlier where he called her an arcane, and she was yep. like, Arcane, that's my maiden name. Like, how do you know? any of that mm-hmm. and so he, he knows anton at some level but he already he says even after that warning he's like i've said too much like there's rules to this stuff yep um and then he fucks off and then the the freaky part is uh this arc ends with matt cable picking her up in the rain like driving up to like everything's fine like get in the car i came to get you yeah the car is totally fine like everything's back to normal yep and then, uh, like you said, at the end of this issue, uh, Alan Moore does say, this story is dedicated with awe and affection to Jack Kirby. Yep. Love it. Yeah, I love that. And then the issue where we're going to be leaving it off here is uh, a one-off issue, number 28. Um, th- I-, I like this one a lot. It's called The Burial, um, which will kind of tell you maybe a little bit about what it's going to be. Because um, like we mentioned j- just a bit ago, uh, he says he mentions Alec as a-, a different person. He's finally starting to realize, like, I'm my own man. Like, that was how we ended that first arc last week with him mm-hmm. being like, no, I'm not Alec. I'm Swamp Thing. And yep. I'm, from now on, I'm writing my own story. Yep. Um, I'm like, I'm a new person. And so he's out here uh, hanging out with Abby, and he sees a ghost. He literally sees the ghost of Alec Holland, and it spooks the shit out of him. There's a panel that I love here of yeah. this, his shocked face. Like, like I, I should put this on the Discord server. Yeah, it's page like a shock, five. Like, ah! <laughs> yeah, it, it's, de- it's definitely seeing, or it's weird seeing him having that, like, high of a range of emotion, <laughs> right. like, physically. Well, he literally just saw his own ghost. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that would uh, shake shake fear out of anybody. Oh, yeah. That, that's the, the cool part about this issue is you, you get that first realization that 
Alec Holland is actually dead, dead. Mm-hmm. Alec Holland is a, a person who lived and died, and he does not exist anymore. Swamp Thing exists. Yeah, like his own separate soul is like dead and yeah. separate from Swamp Thing. So, so the, these swamps are being haunted by Alec Holland, and Swamp Thing, you know, he kind of is Alec Holland in a way. So it's it's cool to him him being literally haunted by himself. Yeah, and he even says like, "I won't be haunted by myself. This is bullshit." <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not standing for this. <laughs> and this existential crisis, like especially after seeing the ghost kind of gets to him because abby is talking to him she's like what did you see like alec did you see something and he kind of like flips on her he's like don't call me alec like Mm -hmm. that's not who i am i'm not alec holland and he storms off yeah alec's that stupid ass ghost standing over there staring (laughs) at me and she's like oh like i'm so sorry like i didn't mean anything by it and he storms off and uh he goes and he's like there's you know there's unfinished business like uh there's some things that just aren't buried deep enough and he kind of realizes, like, you know, I'm being haunted by this restless spirit of Alec Holland because he was never put to rest. Yeah, there was never a body. Yeah, and I don't think he's even thought of it up to this point because he's seen himself as Alec. Mm-hmm. So what what does the body matter if you didn't actually die? Yeah, like, up to that point, like, if I'm him, I would just assume that the body was just in pieces fused into whatever I am now. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, it's probably not far. Yeah, you view it as just, like, a, 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 like a, maybe a, a skin that you shed. Yep. Or something like that, yeah. Uh, but when but when he realizes like oh no Alec Holland is dead and like his soul is like haunt like his soul is restless because of this like I have to do something yep so he literally like goes to the swamp he has like visions of like his, of him like as his human life of like his wife Linda and like you know visions of the accident which is kind of cool because then you get like a recap of his origin a little bit in this issue too yeah because I don't know much about Linda. Yeah, so you get like a because uh, that was all stuff that's covered in like older Swamp Thing yeah, issues. Yeah, like I assumed. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of cool getting that reintroduction of it for people who are just jumping onto this. Like I would assume most people are. And the ghost kind of leads him to the the burial site mm-hmm. uh, and like points him to it. And he he's like you know the body disintegrated, the brain was used to create me, but the bones the bones remained. Yeah, it's a cool sequence too because it's almost like it really reminded me of The Witcher because he almost sees the the crime quote unquote play out in front of him. So he like sees Alec Holland running out of the barn like and jumping in, yeah. into the lake. Yeah, and it's then- kind of like a vi- uh, video games have kind of used that storytelling as well, like seeing the ghosts like interacting the story to tell you the story. Oh yeah, and That's then cool. it, even more Witcher like because his whole goal here is to take the bones and like give oh, them sure, a proper yeah. burial so like this is straight up like Swamp Thing doing a Witcher contract yeah, on himself yep <laughs> <laughs> gotta exercise the ghost of right. myself <laughs> um, but when he puts it to rest he does make like a little grave and he kind of he makes a root like a Swamp Thing root as the gravestone marker yeah it's a good marker and uh, he says he, uh, he's there and he's at rest and I, I, as I walk away I, I, I don't look back but I know he's standing there smiling and you see the ghost just kind of like nodding in approval as he walks off yeah <laughs> so, so that's a nice little one off issue I like that it kind of reinforces the idea of uh, that Swamp Thing is his own person. Like mm-hmm. that's a very important part of like his whole struggle. Yeah, definitely. Um, because now there's this ghost like of this person who died, and it's like, how can anyone like that's literally himself? Like that's I can't even imagine that. That's so fucked. Well, and even cooler too. I think we'll get to it next week. But when like once Hell or yeah Hellboy, once Swamp Thing starts getting into like uh like going into hell and like the the, the I forget what they call it, like the realm of the just dead. Or recently oh, right. dead or whatever, like he runs into Al Collins' spirit again. Yep, and it's so like we'll, a, it's a really cool issue. Yep. So this is setting up some stuff as well that we'll talk about next week. You know, yeah. Swamp Thing kind of goes to through his supernatural uh, odyssey uh, coming up on the next arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that'll bring us to what we're going to be discussing next. Uh, like I said, we're going to be doing uh, for the live action or sorry for the media adaptation section of our podcast. We watched uh, Return of the Swamp Thing, which is the sequel to the movie that we watched last week. But I would call it more of a soft reboot. Um, yeah, because they I just realized, too, because the first one came out in 82, and this one came out in 89, so there's a big gap. Oh, I didn't realize there was that big of a gap, yeah. yeah. 
So yeah, so initially after that first like stinker of a movie, they can that for a while. They're like, yeah, we need to put that away. Yeah, and like <laughs> that movie technically did happen. They acknowledge it, and like they kind of like set you up for where things have gone since then. Like this does take place afterwards, but it's weird because uh, Alice Holland was the or Alice Cable was yep. the character we had last week, who was basically Abby. Yeah. Um, but this week we have actually Abby Abigail. Um, I don't think they say her last name, do they? She's I not think Cable. In IMDb, it's credited as, uh, as Arcane. Arcane. Okay, yeah. that makes sense, because yeah. she's coming here as Arcane's stepdaughter, yeah. Yep. Yeah, like she's not married to Matt Cable or anything. Right, so it's it's kind of, it, it's a different character, but it's weird how they kind of split her character into two people. Yeah, I feel like they just kind of, like, uh, flubbed it on the first one. Like, yeah, we should have just gone with Abby. Like, I right. don't know why we had to, min- like, mix words. Yeah, they probably <laughs> and they probably couldn't get, like, the, the same cast together. Yeah, I, I doubt they could have got, I can't remember her name, but that actress who played her in the first one, because yeah, like, she uh, was a lot bigger. Yeah, the only people who returned for this sequel were the, pe- the person who plays Swamp Thing. Yeah, in the suit. Yeah, and then the person who plays Arcane. Yep. For some reason, they had to bring him back. He, yeah, he's, he's terrible. Good. Yeah. Terrible. This movie, though, I said it at the beginning, and I'm going to reiterate it now. I like this movie. It was. I enjoyed it. It's a good it. B movie. I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. Not to get too overboard. It is. Good, it's good for a B movie. Exactly. Like, it's yeah. B movie good, but that's all it needs to be. Yeah. Like this isn't a movie I'd spend fifteen dollars to see in a theater. Yeah. But, this yeah. isn't Citizen Kane, but it's fucking entertaining. <laughs> oh like, yeah. It, you're gonna have fun watching this movie. It's definitely a romp. Because what the 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 changes that they made that made it work was they. This is almost like a, a comedy almost. Like yep. they completely flipped it. Like Swamp Thing is like goofier. Like he has a personality in this movie. Um, oh yeah, definitely. Like, like when we first get introduced to him, like he's like making quips. He's like, "I'm the Swamp Thing," <laughs> and like his voice, like he actually talks. You know, like talks to people. Like he actually like has dialogue. Yeah, I I don't know how I. That was one thing. Oh, the voice isn't great. The voice it literally just sounds like a human talking, and it's like a fancy. He's like not British. British. It's not British. It's like fancy English. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. It it was a weird take, but it's not the worst. Yeah, I mean, it's it's I kind of like him having more of a personality though. Oh oh yeah, the more personality. Like there's literally a part where he gives like two kids a thumbs up, and <laughs> yeah. it's like the greatest fucking three second shot of all time. I only want to talk <laughs> about it once, but those two kids who are in this movie are oh, fucking yeah. awful. There's a running side plot with like two kids that live in a swamp trailer park and they're just running around trying to get a picture of swamp thing the whole time god they're the worst actors and they get so many lines they might get like a third of the screen time yeah. or at least a quarter and it they are just two of the worst child actors that's I've ever the only seen. thing that, that stops me from like actually recommending this movie oh, yeah. a lot is because you would have to sit through those scenes of those two annoying ass kids yep but they do actually what's cool is the uh the intro for this movie they actually have like a bunch of like swamp thing art like as like the the kind of like you know title credits intro and they play Born on the Bayou by Creedence Clearwater. No, yeah, I was fucking pumped for that. That was a good song choice for Swamp Thing. <laughs> oh, definitely. Literally Born on the Bayou. No, and it it's a good tone setter for that too because like it's I, just the fact that they even show like uh like strips from the comics and everything. You can tell that they're gonna like be taking themselves a lot less seriously. Right, and actually we'll talk about it as this goes on. But this book actually was way more referential to the Alan Moore run than I ever expected. Surprisingly so. Yeah, I was like I would. Because the last movie actually happened, we talked about it. The last movie actually was made before Alan Moore's run came out. So this is the this movie was eighty nine. So this is like with Alan Moore like already in the zeitgeist. Oh yeah. So they actually were they were able to pull from that a lot, and they actually did, which I was surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, like a lot of the art they showed, they showed us a lot of like Stephen Bissett total bin art. Yeah. Like as they flipped through it, some of the issues we've even talked about like already mm-hmm. from the covers they shown. Although yeah, it was cool. I don't remember them crediting the artists. 
at all. In the, they probably had a small line at the end credits. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, nothing they, noticeable. You can't just fucking throw that shit up and yeah, exactly. That was the one problematic part about that. Yeah, and oh my god, the monster design in this movie is amazing. Yeah, they definitely got the right makeup good. person. Like Swamp Thing to to start with <laughs> is such a fucking step up. It's, it's such an upgrade. It is the costumes better. Like when you look at Swamp Thing in this movie, it still looks like you know B movie Swamp Thing, but this looks good. Yeah. Like the last one looked like a fucking Halloween costume. Yeah, exactly. not like, even a good like Halloween one costume. that like someone would make. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this one actually looked like a movie. Like he actually had foliage on him. Like we talked about, that was the one thing that was missing. Yeah, and like the way it, like the moss like flaps over his nose and like for eyebrows. Like they actually did a good amount of detail with that. Yeah, like Swamp Thing actually does not look bad in this at all. Yeah, no, it's pretty um, good. And like the other monster designs are are amazing because the plot of this movie is Arcane is trying to recreate like a Swamp Thing creature. He's Doctor using... Moreau in this one. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's combi- got a lab full of insane experiments. Yeah, he's combining humans with different animal DNA. Which just creates these monstrosities. <laughs> um, like there's a person with like who's like has an elephant head, but like his human head is on the side of the elephant head, and he's yeah. just like screaming in pain the whole time. It's pretty brutal. Yeah, there's another guy who they turn into a lobster man. Yeah, which oh my god, that one was fucking horrifying. No, the worst was Ant Man, like literal. Oh, Ant-Man. that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought was it was a lobster, lobster. and ant. I, I couldn't. It could be either. I guess. Yeah, either way, it was Cause, terrifying. Because his feelers, like you know, the little bug feelers. Yeah, yeah. They grew out of his eyeballs. That's the worst. Part. Ew. And the funniest part of that was like literally they're like going his whatever Anton's uh, henchman doctor. I can't remember his name, mm. but um, he's like explaining what's happening with an and uh, Arcane just goes. Uh, uh, all right, uh, kill it as quickly as possible before it can breed. <laughs> yeah, literally, I was like, same. Yeah, it was like literally the exact thought we all had. <laughs> kill that thing with fucking fire. <laughs> and uh, we, we talked a little bit about Abby. Abby is in, basically introduced in this movie, and she's played by Heather Locklear. Um, yeah, and she was great. Yeah, she was really good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like, she she was almost, she was, she was kind of like a quippy, almost like... Uh, like a like Tony Stark kind of personality, where she's like always has a, a funny like line to go along with it, and she's always like you know like uh, kind of like talking down to people who she views as pieces of shit. Yeah, she she, was, she's a good read of character too. Yeah, she was just roasting people the entire. Yo, oh movie. my god, I loved it. Like she <laughs> she was like low key great in this movie. Oh yeah. Um, because they introduce her as like a botanist who like uh, talks to her plants, which initially I was like, eh. yeah. They basically just show a scene of her watering plants that she's named, and they're yeah. like, yeah, she's a botanist that loves plants. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, what pulls her into the movie is she's Arcane's stepdaughter in this, which is um, because in the comics she's Arcane's uh niece. Niece, yeah. So this is kind of similar in the ballpark. Yeah. Um. So because he's calling her in here, um, he doesn't tell her this, but he's calling her in here because uh. She has like it's hard to describe like what they just, she, he says like her genes Compatible are perfect for like genes, yeah. yeah like are perfect for like experimentation or whatever his plans are with her yeah that's also like what happened to her mother we find out yeah b- um, it, basically the math is he needs his genes plus Abby's plus Swamp Things equals infinite equals eternal life immortality it, yeah. yeah somehow um, <laughs> sure yeah roll with it <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he's doing all these experiments on people and that's why uh one of the people he experiments on gets loose he looks like a cthulhu man yeah um just like wearing like uh, overalls and has like a cthulhu face with like this giant like sucker yeah it's actually pretty brutal he's got like a lamprey sucker that th- we never actually get to see him like latch it onto someone's head but it's it's a pretty good makeup effect oh yeah for sure and like him and swamp thing have a fight in a trailer park and oh they like, fight a couple times oh yeah <laughs> No, the one at the, at the trailer park is especially good because Swamp oh, yeah. Thing, like, grabs, like, a pole, like, from an electrical something. I, I think it was just a loose piece of pole. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> somehow it gets electrified, and, like, he's using it like a 
fucking like shock baton. Yeah, like it makes no sense. They have like a lightsaber fight. I enjoyed it. So then he ends up like hitting some kind of like trailer tank or something and sets off a series of car explosions. Oh, so many explosions. (laughs) Like it's just one car after the other, like in a row. But it makes no sense in reality, but it was a cool effect. And then like after every fight, like Swamp Thing always like turns around and they have like this like samurai like flute theme. No, oh dude, the samurai (laughs) flute theme for Swamp Thing was awesome. I yeah, loved it. They kind of made, yeah, they tried to make it like almost like a samurai theme, like he's like the lone warrior. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it was a, kind of a cool effect. One thing that's really cool, like we said, uh, he they, they kind of reference the Alan Moore stuff a lot. Like there's one scene where like Abby and him are finally like you know together, like mm-hmm. and uh, she's like she's like oh well uh, can I kiss him? And he's like well I mean I don't really know how we have like a relationship, and uh, she's like well I mean I don't know like. Uh, I mean, like I, I, I kind of like you, and he's like, "Well, there's one thing we could do." Yeah, and um, it's from the comics. He takes a piece of fruit, yeah, that grows on him, and, and he's he's like, "Take a bite," and as she takes a bite, it takes her to like the psychic realm of the green, mm-hmm. and like the movie doesn't portray it that well. How did they amplify? They basically it looks like just a, amplify like a, the colors. Like, yeah, it looks like a, a soap opera dream sequence. Yeah, with, totally. like, A lot of fog. Yep, and they, they do like the classic B movie, like we're not paid enough to kiss, so we'll just hug and like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like kind of kiss each other's necks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and nobody so kisses in this movie. They, they don't just, bring. They just do that. <laughs> yeah, they don't bring Ray Wise back because, like, it's when it's the dream sequence, Swamp Things in human form, and they just bring back some guy that kind of looks like Ray Wise, and they yeah. just kind of make out. <laughs> um, but so, like, the scene is not portrayed that well. But I, yeah. I just kind of looked at it like, uh, like Leonardo DiCaprio, like they did the thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. And like they um, tried. Like at least they tried to pull a cool a reference, reference yeah. for those of us that get it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and there's another part too. This part was really cool. Um, they at one part, uh, Arcane's henchmen. Who, by the way, let's talk about them quick. Oh, yeah. um, Arcane's henchmen. The henchmen in the last movie were by far the worst part. Yeah. The henchmen in this movie, a little bit of a step up. The one guy was uh, like really annoying. Like, yeah, he's the heel. Yeah. 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 He was definitely the heel, and like he always gets his ass kicked. He's not given any cool moments, so I kind of I enjoyed that at least. Oh yeah. He like, was he always, always getting. He was always getting shit on. Yeah. Always getting shit on. <laughs> and. Um, the henchmen, like their outfits, are fucking ridiculous. They, I loved it. They look like the like ninja Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's literally like a a gi. Like it's just like the karate pants and cut off shirts that are just orange and like a bunch of belts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it it is it is a look. But yeah, it's full eighties like act, cheesy action movies where it's just like. Uh, Arcane's compound with a bunch of like karate Ghostbuster ninjas that yeah. are guarding it from Swamp Thing. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, the karate Ghostbusters go after Swamp Thing and actually blow him up. Like they have a pretty good plan. They're yeah. like, no, we go in with explosives and we hit him hard. All yeah, at they once. blow him the fuck up. Yeah, and so that's when we actually get uh, Swamp Thing's powers. Like he actually is part of the green because we see him. The way they portray it is not bad. Yeah, you, 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 I think they're really trying to hammer home that he's like reforming because it's almost like a green electricity. You see, yeah, it's kind of like um, it's just like a, a collection of moss like floating on the top of the surface of the water, and then it just kind of green sparks around it. Yeah, I think it gives off the right idea. This one worked. Yeah, that's it, having that uh, like being portrayed on screen is a lot harder, obviously, than in comics. But yeah. like, that, they did it pretty well with the budget. Because he actually he uses it pretty fucking cool. He gathers the moss and uses it to sneak into Arcane's mansion. Yeah. Like, through the pipes and reforms himself in the bathtub. Yeah. Like, through the tub water. It's yeah, fucking it's actually, cool. Yeah, it's great. And then he just, like, opens the shower curtain as Swamp Thing. He's like, I'm here, Arcane. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Arcane, like, the actor playing him, not great, but they gave him some more things to do in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, in the last movie, 
movie, he literally just walks around and tells people what to do, and like mm-hmm. sometimes answers the phone. Yeah. In this one, he's like playing the organ by himself, like in his mansion, like being all sinister. Like, yeah. like okay, <laughs> okay, I can see Arcane doing this. Yeah, and every now and then they'll have a scene with like him talking to his funny parrot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they just make him a little more wacky. Yeah. And God, Swamp Thing, like, whenever he's in combat, it always has the fucking one-liners. I love him. Oh, yeah. Like, there's parts where he'll just, like, he'll, like, hop in and be like, surprise. And he has, like, a baseball bat. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? In this movie, there's literally Swamp Thing with a baseball bat, Swamp Thing throwing a grenade. Oh, he throws a couple Thing grenades. And Swamp Thing being a getaway driver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about him driving the Jeep. <laughs> yeah. They're, like, escaping the compound, and he's he's driving away in a Jeep. <laughs> oh, man. I actually kind of like him with the baseball bat, though, because technically- oh, it was great. Technically, still a plant. Technically would. Yeah. <laughs> and then the movie ends with uh like you think like because one of the scientists like becomes one of the monsters like one of the scientists like she actually like changes sides yeah like she does it in like a twisted ass way like she throws one of the scientists like in the morphing chamber <laughs> yeah like, oh shit oh yeah and that That's guy comes out that dude comes out later and swamp thing lays the absolute beat down of a lifetime oh yeah on it's him. like a wwe fucking <laughs> Like, it's literally... like one of those WWE fights where some guy goes in there just to get his ass kicked. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like a dude who had, like, banged his girlfriend the week before, and then he's, like, <laughs> talking shit, on, like, in the middle of the stage, and then he runs out from backstage and just beats him up. <laughs> like, that's literally the story. Like, you think it's going to be, like, this badass, because Swamp Thing, like, has, like, a monster to fight, and it's yep. the end of the movie, so you think they're about to have, like, a battle. Yeah. But it's literally just, like, a five-minute sequence of him just, like, bam, bam, Just whoop. giving him the onions and, like, <laughs> throwing him through every beaker shelf there is. Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> the other guy does not get a hit in. Oh, no, He's not getting one. an absolute ass kicked, and it's amazing. Oh, it is absolutely great. Uh, but this movie overall, I think it just works so much better because they're actually having fun with it. Mm-hmm. The last movie feels like it was just put together just so it could be coherent. Like like yep. we talked about, Wes Craven, the thing he talks about in that movie was he was most proud of just like getting it done. Yeah, So like, exactly. there's, there's not a lot of like heart in there. There's not a lot of like... You can, you you can tell they were all miserable making that movie. Yep. Uh, in this movie, like, there's like fun shit going on. Like Heather Locklear carries it to a pretty high level, where she, like it kind of makes it like entertaining as you go on. Oh, absolutely. Um, because like her and Swamp Thing have like a really good dynamic as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the scenes between them are really great. Yeah, for sure. And like, yeah, this movie on IMDb, like, it's the genre credits are like action, comedy, adventure, horror, suspense, and like, but then the original, like, they went with Russ Craven, so I think they wanted to be a little more horror and less like campy yeah and i think that just totally drove the film down yeah this movie works so much better at just letting swamp thing just be a goof exactly yeah yeah. that 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 was such a good because he still gets his powers he still does cool things yeah he still has like like grows a meaningful relationship with abby like you still you actually were more faithful to the character even though he's like a goofball running around with a baseball bat throwing grenades (laughs) yeah like there's one scene in this movie where he like saves a kid from a or uh, saves like a henchman from a monster who loses his glasses a freaking scooby-doo villain and then swamp thing saves him then he puts his glasses on and gets scared and like it's like oh yeah he's scared of the monster like in the first movie that's all they did with like abby basically and like every other character they just made it like oh there's the lonely swamp thing like saving people and then they think he's a monster yep, like this he- movie he actually was able to like have more range with that be a character who yeah. can like learn things and have growth and like have a have like emotions yep, yeah totally like, beyond like the one emotion of me ugly yeah, yeah. me big monster yeah um, so, so yeah, that, that just works so much better. Like the, the scenes of like, you know, we, we talked about how much we hate the kids, but I love like the, the idea that Swamp Thing is just like, Hey, can we get a picture with you? We want to sell it to get a million dollars. And he's like, 
fuck it, why not? Yeah. I'll take a picture with you kids. He's just the biggest G of all hey, time. Hey, by the way, you want to take the lens cap off that camera? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, God, I love him so much. Yeah, he was great. So honestly, I legitimately, you guys, ever, I think people should watch this movie. It's worth a watch. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. So you don't have to pay for it like you would have the last one. Oh, but the yeah, last it, one, straight up, I do not recommend watching that. No, no, Because no. you would have to pay for it, and it's not a good time. Yep. Like, I take back all the, the good things I said about it, only because this movie did it so much better. <laughs> totally, Where I'm yeah. like, I didn't know what good was until i saw this yep yeah no this sets the bar yes so i I, that's why i I like i like um how on this podcast we can go back and watch movies we never would have watched oh yeah there's no way in god's green earth we would have ever watched this no no but the fact that we did i'm like holy shit what a gem it was worth it what a fucking gem yeah this was a surprisingly good gem yeah uh, so that'll bring us to the end of the episode here. Next week, we're going to be continuing Swamp Thing. We're actually in the in the book. We're going to be getting our first Anton Arcane story. They've been laying down the the tracks for it for a little bit oh, now, yeah. but now we're finally going to get started yep. uh, with Arcane kind of making his move to kind of uh, get Abby and, and use our, uh, Matt Cable as his instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next week, we're actually going to be continuing this uh, adaptation series as well. Believe it or not, this was not the last installment of this Swamp Thing universe. Oh, no. There was a whole ass fucking uh, 70 episodes show three seasons yeah so we're gonna we're not gonna watch the whole no, thing no. <laughs> but we're gonna watch a couple episodes of that and see what what the deal is because mm-hmm. um, i'm wondering what the tone of that's gonna be because are they gonna try to make it more like the west craven one or is it gonna be more fucking goofball uh swamp because i really hope it's the latter i feel like it's gotta be because you can't just have a show an For entire 70, three season show yeah. of him just sul- like sulking around for 70 <laughs> episodes no the, if you did this for 70 episodes i would watch it oh yeah for sure so i'm really hoping that's what it is i guess we'll find out um but yeah so join us next week we're gonna be doing more swamp thing we're oh, yeah. we're, we're back on the bayou oh yes <laughs> <laughs>